Mike, Mike, if you're listening to this, bro, don't ever contact me again. Welcome to the Mike Durban Show, episode number 38. Thank you so much for listening. I have a very special guest for you this episode. It is none other than Vince Russo. Vince wrote his autobiography, Forgiven. Uh, it came out in 2005. I bought it about a year ago, and um, it took me a while to finish it. Uh, I just finished it over the Christmas break. As I was reading it, I would write down little notes and questions that I had and I was planning on asking them to him on a show. When I finished it, I emailed Vince. I told him I had a bunch of questions that I'd like to ask him for a show, and he said, sure. So we did it. Uh, it was a great interview. I thank Vince for his time. The interview will be split into two parts. This is part one. Part two will be next episode. Uh, I got to recommend this book. Check it out if you haven't already. It's available on Russo'sBrand.com. It's $25, and Vince will uh, sign and personalize the book for you. So check out the book. Uh, join Russo's Brand. It's only $3.95 per month for like 15 shows. Uh, you can join the Patreon. It's uh, Patreon.com slash RussoTWC, and there's a bunch of shows on there. Please follow me on social media. My Twitter is at Mike Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. Instagram is Mike underscore Durband underscore show. And please, most important, subscribe to my YouTube channel. That is at YouTube.com slash Michael Durband. All right, let's get to part one of my interview with Vince. But first, some words from my sponsors. How's everything? It's all good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, bro. You working so, out again, man, or what? No, I've been, um, I've had these shoulder problems, so I, I stopped touching weights about four or five months ago. Haven't bro, touched let me a put on your, yeah, let me put on your gimmick to promote the gimmick, bro. All right, cool. Bro, this popped me, man. <laughs> you know, I actually, I made it for you months ago, uh, and then we had our little argument, so I, I, I didn't send it. This popped me huge, man. I had to, uh, I think Will, yeah, Will was with me, so I had to explain the whole incident to him. <laughs> I had to explain the whole thing to him, man. Nice. All right. I want to welcome back to the Mike Durban Show for the second time. Most of you probably never thought this guy would come back on my show, but here he is. Mr. Vince Russo. Well, I can't I did, I did, I did <laughs> disagree with that statement off the bat. I okay. think I have, without a shadow of a doubt, proven over the years I am a very, very forgiving guy. So yes. you know, so it being that I would never, this would never happen. I, 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 I disagree with that, bro. 
I, if you would have asked me a month or two ago, uh, would Vince ever speak to you again? I would have said no because I'm not, you, I'm not that way, bro. I need to get over shit. I need to get over stuff. Once I, bro, what's the name of my book? Forgiven. Okay, I, I, I practice what I preach. I need to get over stuff. You got, I got need a little time. Once I'm over it, we're good. That's but you it. get you get hot, you get super hot, and yes. then you calm down. Okay. Yeah, super hot, then I come down. Yes. Has it always been like that, or? Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you again, bro. A lot of stuff goes back to Christianity, yeah. and you know when when I when I became a Christian, I'm you know I'm like you know it's like bro, what what am I mad about? Like well, like you know, and 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 that's why I know I need time to get over stuff, but I don't hold grudges no more, bro. Yeah. All right. Well. That's good because <laughs> yeah. you were real hot. And you know what? I think it all was a big misunderstanding. You you act I, – I heard what you said about me on Keeping It 100. Right. I heard you you went on a half-hour promo about no, me. Bro, let, bro, let's do we have – Bro, to go, I, I have the like, file. Have, I have the okay, video you wanna, file. You want to play right now and see if it was a half an hour? <laughs> it, it was. It was, no, at, it least, was, it was like, at least 20 minutes. It was at – it was – 10 minutes maximum. No, dude. Max, bro. Max. <laughs> and you made it sound like I jumped from one network to the other. That wasn't the case. I know if you if you look at the actual dates, I told you I was done on the brand on a Tuesday. Two weeks after that, I put out my next show on YouTube. A week after that is when I announced I was going to creative control. So there's that's, three weeks. That's not a lot. Of, then a week after that. You think that's a lot of time, three weeks? A week after that, my first show dropped on creative control. So it was a full four weeks between. It wasn't, you made it sound like I jumped from one to the well, other. But bro, if literally two weeks later, you're going to go somewhere else and do your show after I gave you a name, after I gave you airtime, after I made you somebody, bro, as a shoot, don't ever contact me again. I still don't think four weeks is a lot of time, bro. So Says the guy who gave Vince McMahon about... 16 hours notice. Bro, when you're going to work for the competition, you, there's no two-week notice. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you think, Vince, where it said, okay, Vince, yeah, you're going to work for WCW right out the next two weeks? Come on, yeah. bro. Don't compare those two things. That's ridiculous. <laughs> all right. So actually so – First of all, you know, first of all, bro, he, 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 here's the problem. Because you're, you're not the first one this happened with. Okay, yeah. bro. Bro. So, but why, why should that? Why should that blow back on me though? That has nothing to do with me. Listen, it wasn't just that. I gave you a list of like ten or twelve reasons when we talked on the phone the next day. Okay, and you somehow they went right over your head or in one out the ear, out the you know in one ear out the other, because when you were on the the Conan show, you said I only qu I quit because of Twitter drama. But, bro, Mike Durbin, I love Mike Durbin to death, but the guy's such a freaking drama queen. The, the guy gets caught up in all the Twitter wars and all that bullshit that, I'll be honest with you, Mike does a good job with his show. He puts a lot of time into his show. But when he said to me, I'm no longer going to do the show, and he gave me a bunch of cockamamie excuses. You quit, bro. The two biggest reasons was Jeff edited your show, no. which which I don't know what that's got to do with me. 
I, I give you a start in podcasting. I, I We do this show together. I give you a show. I build you up. So Jeff edits your show, so I'm done. Okay, bro. Well, I don't know what that has to do with me, number one. And then number two, because of all the stuff that was going on on, on Twitter no, at the time. That, I didn't even mention that. And yes. there has that yes. hasn't been going on for months now. All right. Now, I told you the main reason. We don't have to get into this again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want you to get hot again, man. I'm not going to get hot, but I, 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 like I said, bro, you, no. you, at the end of the day, you were hot at Jeff, and you blamed me. That was the final reason. That was right. the final straw, but that wasn't the main reason. And it wasn't at Jeff specifically. It was at the fact that I was edited four times. It wasn't by, at Jeff personally. Jeff. Not me. By well, Jeff. yeah, by Jeff, okay. yeah. Right. Nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with me. No. But you took it out on me. I did. Bro, me leaving the brand, what does that do to you? You probably got more subscribers. Bro, I told you a million times that that had nothing to do with it. You could have went on to greener pastures any day you wanted to. The fact that you didn't tell me and I had to find out through the grapevine. You should have manned up and th that's all you had to do. They, I would have not argued with you. I would have not said anything. I would have said, good luck, Mike. But when I got to find out from those guys... You don't think that's going to aggravate me? Now, I believe this is the second time with Joe. Now, this is the second time somebody has left a show that I created, that I put on the map, that I gave them the opportunity, and they went and joined Mike. Now, Mike, Joe, I'm sorry. I have not confirmed this. I have not confirmed this, but all I know is that called me and quit my show is he now the second person to come over on your network bro he would be the second uh defector yeah that's yeah. unbelievable bro I, I i gotta tell you joe like on honestly bro my mike if you're listening to this bro don't ever contact me again okay don't well, don't don't, 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 don't uh, shut up Ken. Like, like can you let somebody else talk can you freaking let somebody else? Is it that difficult for you to shut your trap and let somebody else talk? And the fact that Disco wound you up talking right. about Will that day, of he course. got you, you. You dropped an f bomb on him. Of course. My son having to read this shit has nothing to do with the football game. Sometimes you need to learn to be, and this is what the word he uses me. Learn to be silent. Yeah, I, I said silent like, because because silent. because because I, I want I, I wanted to be nice and I didn't want to say sometimes you need to shut the fuck up. Okay, bro? So I said sometimes you need to be silent, bro. I tried to be nice to you. Okay, bro? And then after he got you all hot and bothered about Will, right. then he brought up me. Right. Yeah. All right, so that's all in the past. We are here today to review this great book called Forgiven by Vince Russo. When did this come out? Oh five or oh three? Oh my god, bro! I don't know. What, what in the in the very beginning, bro? There's like a date, like two thousand two, two thousand five, two thousand five. Then yeah, I always forget, bro. Two thousand five. So roughly fifteen years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I read. Uh, I I ordered this a while ago from Russo'sBrand.com, which you can pick up your own copy. Very and nice. uh, it's autographed, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's personalized. Whoever orders this gets a personalized autographed edition of this hardcover book. Uh, I had read your other book, your second book, Rope Opera, How WCW Killed Vince Russo. I read that first. 
and that's a great book. But uh, I was very impressed by this um, Forgiven, the original book. This is more your autobiography, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. That 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 that's the book I hang my hat on. That book is my proudest professional accomplishment. Period. Hands done. Not even close. Yeah. <clears throat> How did you pick the photo that's on the book cover? Um, yeah, bro, I, I, I was at an indie show and it was some guy I knew from many, 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 many years ago. He, he had that picture wasn't taken for the book. He, he took that picture of me and he showed me the picture and I'm like, wow, bro, I really like that picture. And then I, I wound up using that picture for the book. So that, that picture was not specifically for the book. Yeah. And you got your cross around your neck. Yeah. You have a very pensive look on your face. You're looking, uh, or what? You look like you're at peace in this picture, right? Very, yeah, very peaceful. Yeah, yeah. very peaceful. Yeah. Another speaking of pictures, uh, when I buy someone's autobiography, I like to uh, look through it, and then when I get to that middle section, there's usually yeah. a bunch of pictures in the book. Yeah. You know, like 16 or 20 pages of pictures. Yeah. Uh, that's not the case in this book. No. No pictures. No, I don't, bro. I don't have. First of all, I'm I'm not one of these guys that took all these pictures when I was in the wrestling business, bro. I swear, I think um. I know in my drawer right here, my drawer, I think I have a picture w with me talking to Shawn Michaels. And I think there's one other picture, like literally that's it. I don't have, I don't have any of that stuff, bro. I never, I never, I, I never collected any of that stuff. That, so like literally there was no pictures. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first few chapters are obviously, you know, you're born, it's your childhood, it's uh, your teenage years. You, uh, you have a, you had a love for television. Yeah extreme love for television big time bro i just loved it man i just love watching tv i love things that were larger than life man i i i i still do to this day yeah. the only thing is there aren't things that are the older i get the less things are larger than life to me you know what i mean but yeah. when you're a little kid bro and you put on that tv like my god every everything is larger than life everything is big everything is a spectacle that's where I got my um, that's where I got my love of entertainment, bro. I mean, right there. So, you know, you got to understand all these years when I'm watching TV as a young kid and then all of a sudden maybe I'm 11 or 12 years old, bro, and I catch professional wrestling, you know, immediately I know this is entertainment. I, I know this isn't real. I know these guys are characters. I fell in love with the promos because I, I knew television. By 12 years old, I knew and understood television. So, yeah, you became a wrestling fan, and then we're going to fast forward. Eventually, you get kind of into the wrestling business where you had your, your radio show. Yeah. Uh, you hooked up with John Arezzi. You went to the Vince McMahon Steroid Symposium. Yeah. That must have been about, bro, that was probably right at like 91. Okay. 91-ish, yeah. And you went there with a, a cassette recorder. Do you still have that cassette tape? Oh, no, no. No? no. But, but I, I recorded every single word, every word, yes. Wow. Yeah. Too bad you don't have that anymore. Bro, you know what I had? This is going to blow you away, I swear to God. I came across, bro, about 10 cassette tapes this is about a month ago. I came across a, about 10 cassette tapes from Vicious Vincent's World of Wrestling. 
Oh, my God. And I'm like, bro, this will be gold. Like, this will be absolutely brand gold. Okay? So the first thing I do, bro, is I try to find a cassette player that I could hook up to my computer so I could download these. So I buy one online. Mm -hmm. Okay, bro? So I buy it online, and I don't know if it's because the tapes were so old or whatnot. I could not get it to work. Right. So then I start hitting thrift stores to buy a cassette player. I'll get an old school cassette player and I'll record it that way. Well, bro, I I, I attempted to do that. And you, bro, you know how like when you find an old cassette, it it starts eating the tapes and you got to pull the tapes out. Bro, I tried for about an hour. It's eating the tapes. I'm pulling out, bro. Finally, after an hour. I took every one of those 10 tapes that I had out of frustration, broke them in half and threw them in the garden. No. Yes. And bro, I'm telling you, I had Mr. Perfect on there. I had back in 91 when I interviewed Paul Bearer and The Undertaker, I had Savage on there. I had Flair. On, like I had all that stuff on there and I got so frustrated. I, I broke them and threw them in the garbage. Why would you do that? Very frustrated, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I certainly don't have the steroid symposium. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, you, you really go off on John Arezzi, the fact that he was always wearing sunglasses. Yeah. But you know what? Even John will tell you that this day. You know, John, yeah. John, John will tell you now that the sunglasses. <laughs> bro, it was just something about, like, you. how do you trust the guy always wearing sunglasses, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> And look, and look what happened to me because I trusted you. You see, that should yeah. be a lesson, everybody, bro. I, I was, don't, I, but I don't wear sunglasses. I wear like tinted prescription glasses. Well, his were tinted too. They weren't dark, okay. dark, but they, they were a lot like what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Me and John, me and John are good now, bro. Me, oh yeah. yeah. Me and John are good, bro. I, I, I painted a picture of him and his nephew for Christmas. Yeah, I saw. Uh, that. And yeah, and his nephew was so happy, bro. I was those pictures uh, put such a huge smile on my face. You you said you were embarrassed to work at PC Richards and Sons. Yeah. Why? Bro, I had a college degree, man. I mean, you know, I I had a college degree and I'm selling, you know, I'm, I'm literally selling appliances. But that was a point in my life, bro, where I had to do, you know, Will, Will was born. I had Will. I had to do whatever I had to do to earn a living, man. Yeah. And I killed it at PC Richards, bro. Like I freaking my my name was on that plaque every single month. As sale. the the other salesmen hated me, bro, because I, I you know I I was racking up sales like a lunatic. But yeah, bro, I was embarrassed. You know, not not you know, bro. Listen, I I respect people that do stuff like that for a living. But I mean, my God, bro, I busted my ass in college to get my degree. And, you know, that that isn't where I planned on winding up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so then fast forward, you uh, eventually get hired at to WWF. Uh, you're working at Titan. And I noticed that you mentioned there was a no facial hair policy at yeah. that time. Yeah. Like, can you believe that? Bro, no, you know, yeah, well, bro, there it was a combination of a couple of things. No facial hair and, you know, the suit and tie gimmick. Bro, I cannot. And you look like I, I don't know if you're you look the same way, but like, bro, I cannot work in a suit and tie. I, yeah. I, I, I bro, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather kill myself. Yeah. So what would you wear back then? 
I what I started getting away with, bro. You know how like they have the collars, but it, it's straight across where you button it. You don't have the collar like this, but straight, bro. I would wear that with a vest over it, uh-huh. like as long as I didn't have to wear a tie. So like that kind of became my gimmick, bro. I used to wear that to work every day, bro. I was like the only one not wearing a freaking tie. And you didn't have a beard either, right? No, no. So all men had I had a, I had a I had a mustache though. Okay, so you could yeah, have mustaches. Yeah, the, the must, mustaches were okay. It was the beards that, for whatever reason, Vince had a huge issue with. Yeah, eventually they kind of relaxed that though, because towards your, the end of your career there, you had that full beard, right? I had, bro. But by the end, I had my beard. I had, you know, I mean, I had long hair for a while when I was at the WWE. Yeah. You said you were at Pat Patterson's house book at a booking meeting when yeah. the o, when the OJ verdict came Never through. Never forget it. Yep. Me, Pat Patterson, Bruce Pritchett, and uh, Cowboy Bill Watts. Yes, the four of us. I thought you started booking, or I thought you started attending those meetings later on, but that no. was in um, October. Well, when, when the, October ninety five. When the verdict came in. When the verdict came in. Yeah, that was October ninety five. Yeah, that's 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 bro, the, the, bro. It might have been literally, bro. It could have been my first booking meeting. It was it, it was either my first or my second. Mm. Yeah. Where did did Pat live around Vince's area? Did he have a nice like a nice mansion? Oh yeah, no. Pat lived in a nice place. Uh, God, I don't remember what town in uh, in Connecticut, but yeah, he, I I was over Pat's house a couple times. Mm. <clears throat> um, let's see. 196. Are you going to edit this out or keep it in like Shara and Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, how about uh, how, how about the Johnson and Shara show? Shara sitting there saying, don't, don't make me edit this. Yeah, don't, yeah. Give me a break, bro. God, and, and people pay for that. Right. Um, Oh, yeah. There's a, another great quote. The only problem is that after 41 years on this earth, I still don't know what I'm looking for. All I know is I'm not happy. There's something missing. Sometimes it scares the hell out of me that it could all end abruptly and that maybe I'll never find the peace within myself. Then again, maybe that peace is on the other side. I'm sorry. It wasn't my intention to bring you down, but the grind sucks. But yeah, bro. Yes, bro, bro, Mike. I tell people this all the time, all the time. I swear to God, bro. People don't, you know, a lot of people. Oh yeah, I'm full of shit. I'm this and that. And I'm like, bro, don't listen to me. I don't, don't listen. I don't care. I was making more money than I ever dreamed of, Mike. I think at my peak in the WWE, bro. If I can remember, bro, I think I left the WWE making three hundred sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Okay, bro. I was miserable, Mike. Mike, I remember sitting at the kitchen table with my wife in Connecticut, and I remember saying to her, bro, in the thick of the attitude era, I remember looking at my wife and saying, I just want my life back. I just want my life back. And making all that money, bro, it it, it meant nothing. It, it meant zero. It, it, there, there was no happiness with the money. And, you know, the the sacrifices I had to make, you know, especially my family being number one and not being around my kids as I wanted as much as I wanted to be the demands of Vince McMahon, you know, just, you know, snapping his fingers and you had to be there. The, the show, bro, week after week after week after week after week, two guys writing the show, bro, not 25 guys. 
it, it, bro, it was like, I, I'm telling you, bro, like, honestly, you, you, if you're working in the WWE, bro, you, you have a five year, a five year span where you can give Vince McMahon everything you have. Bro, after that five years, you're out of gas. I, I don't care who you are. Now, I'm not saying you leave after five years. Bro, you can go on 5, 10, 15, 20 years. But I promise you, if you gave him your all, you can only do that for five years. A- after that, bro, you're just physically bankrupt, emotionally bankrupt, psych- psychologically. You are done. And that, that's what I did, bro. I gave him everything I possibly could. After five years, I was I was on empty. Yeah. You said you would never find that peace within yourself. Now, here we are 15, 20 years later. Did you find that peace finally? Oh, God, absolutely. Bro, I found the peace when I became saved. When I became saved, I got it. Like, I got it. I got it. And it was that easy. I, I mean, it, it literally was that easy. Yeah. Um. There's a word that's used many times in this book, and it's not bro. I don't think there's any bros in the book at all. Yeah, yeah. It's like you didn't, you didn't. Uh, when did you start using that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it's I in the sec. It's in the second book, but it's definitely not in. I this remember first book. Dixie Carter getting hot at me because I always used to call her bro. So I, I know I was definitely broing it in TNA. Yeah, but, I, but- I, I don't know when or how that started. Yeah, but the word I'm speaking of, this is used over and over again, hundreds of times. Spaldings. Oh yeah. 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 What What do you mean by that? Is balls. It balls. Balls. Yeah. Yeah. But you spell it S P A L D I N G S. Spaldings. Like, are you talking about the brand Spalding, the tennis yeah. ball? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, because you didn't sp- you spelled it wrong. Was it? Bro, what are you? What, what, what are you? A English teacher now, bro? I don't know. You're the one with the college degree and. Uh... What, 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 what are you now, bro? You you you're gonna edit the book for spelling errors, bro? Then you wonder why I got issues with you. God <sighs> Almighty, bro! Do you correct Feeney's spelling, bro? <laughs> you go on a rant about wrestlers abusing pain pills, um, you know, because it's it eventually will rob them, rob their families of their life and, and, you know, fathers from the children. Um, were you ever tempted to use them when you got uh, injured? Not Never. Even close, not even close, bro. Seeing what I saw, I don't take any medication, bro, bro. I will take, I, I will take two forms of medication and aspirin or cold medicine. That is it, bro. Seeing what I saw, bro, I could be in, in, in all the pain in the world, and I would never put a pill in my mouth seeing what I saw. Never. Do you have any lasting pains from from all the you know the matches you had? Yeah, other than head, the head. Other, head. Other, I, don't, I, don't other. Think, I don't I don't think like I used to think. I'm not as quick as I used to be without a shadow of a doubt, bro. Yeah. I, other than the head, though, like do you have any back problems or no, shoulder? No, nothing? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Okay, just the no. head. Okay. Yeah. Right after the Montreal screw job, uh, you said Mick Foley approached you. He said you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Did you profess your innocence to him? Did you lie to him? What What did you say to him? You don't in the book. You don't say what you said to him. I just basically said to him, bro, because it was kind of in passing, and I just said to Mick, you you just don't understand. That 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 that's that that's that's basically all I could say to him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bro, it was, you know, that scene, bro, was, I mean, it was a scene out of a movie, bro. Like, bro, you could cut the tension in the air with the knife that day. I mean, I remember it vividly. Nobody was saying anything, bro. It was like, bro, I'll be honest with you. It was a feeling very much like when we were getting the news about Owen. It, 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 it was that type of a situation. And uh, that's why I remember I remember things because it was silent and it was quiet. And, you know, that's why I vividly remember Mick saying that to me. Yeah. Uh, the confrontation that they had in the locker room when when Brett punched Vince, where were you at when that happened? I, I don't know, bro. Probably sitting in a bro. I was traveling with Vince. Yeah. So I was probably me, me and Ed will probably sit just sitting in a hallway, you know, waiting on Vince, you know. But I mean, we you know, bro, listen, that I knew that was going to play out exactly the way it did. Bro, v- v- Vince McMahon was not going to do that without Ken. Not like you. You you go to Feeney. I'm not going to call Vince. Screw Vince. I'm, I'm getting out of Dodge. No, bro. See, I, I know that with you. Vince, I knew, bro, bro, he's going to he's going to walk right right into Brett. And and that's what he said, bro. He says, you know, I know I have one coming. Take your best shot. And, yeah. bro, a lot of a lot of people would not do that, bro. A lot of people would have been in the car and filled it with gas and pointed it to Mexico. Yeah, that that's very um that that is that's very noble, bro. Yeah. So did you travel with him that night then? Oh man, that's a good question, Mike. I don't think so, bro. I I, okay. I don't think so, but I could not tell you positively. Okay. I be, I, I guarantee you, Ed would remember. Well, yeah. well, you know what? Ed wasn't even there yet, bro. Ed wasn't even there for that. That was that was just me and Cornette at the time. But I I don't remember. Okay. At the time you wrote the book, you said that you were still keeping in touch with Mark Miro and Rena Miro Sable. Yeah. Eventually that fizzled out though, right? Mark, not with Mark. Oh, you, okay. You still speak with him? Oh yeah. It fizzled out with Rena because I almost, uh, Brock Lesnar almost killed me over it, man. Really? You never heard that story? No. Oh my God, bro. First of all, bro, I literally just yesterday, I got a, uh, I got a DM from Mark about uh, have a happy new year. So I, me, me and Mark still talk back and forth. I love the, I love freaking Mark, bro. Yeah. Bro, I was at TNA and I wanted to bring Sable in as an authority figure. Okay? Yeah. So I got her number and I called her and a guy answered the phone. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, can I please talk to Rena? Okay? So he gives the phone to Sable and me and Sable had a long conversation and she was very, very excited about coming into TNA. Mm-hmm. Okay? Bro, I hang up the phone with Sable and literally five minutes later, Kurt Angle calls me. And he goes, he goes, Vince, he goes, what did you do? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Bro? I'm, Kurt, I have no idea. He goes, bro, I just got off the phone with Brock Lesnar and he wants to rip your head off. I was like, what are you talking about? He said, bro, when you called to speak to Rena, it was Brock Lesnar that answered the phone. They're living together. And he says the fact that you didn't introduce yourself to him and have a conversation with him before you spoke to her, bro, he wants to he wants to rip your head off. I'm like, Mark, how 
bro, I my right hand to God. I didn't know she was living with Brock Lesnar. I, I had I had no idea what dude was answering the phone. I didn't know who that was. I don't know if it was. I had no idea it was Brock Lesnar. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I think because of that, bro, Rena was never allowed to come in TNA. Bro. Uh, so <clears throat> I, have, I have not spoken to her since that phone call. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you never tried to get her on the podcast when no, you were doing the oh, interviews? No? Oh, uh, oh no. Mm. Well, that's the end of part one of the interview with Vince. Part two will be next week, episode 39. Don't forget to follow me on all my social media and check out Russo'sBrand.com where you can get his book Forgiven and you can sign up for the Realm Network and his Patreon. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now.